Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to wrap up their latest set against the Yankees here at Petco. And at this point of the season, everybody knows that our host Mike Janela is not going to bring in donuts, but Blooper really wants a sandwich almost more than anything else. What else is it on that? I mean, I'd like to find a wife. Number one, have a kid. Two, probably number three, sandwich. <laughs> number three is the sandwich. Yeah, seriously, it's been like a huge thing. Alongside Mike, it's Bill Center, who made a life decision to spend his time on a TV set and not in front of a computer. Just made a decision. This is the direction I wanted to go. Really? That's I didn't awesome. want to sit, be sitting at a just a console looking at stuff. And rounding out the crew, it's Bloopers' de facto big brother, Mike Grace. Well, he's like my That's little brother. Yeah. I got to beat on him a little Aww, bit. Oh, like your little brother? Unfortunately, you, you will not hear the end of that now. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Mike Grace. Happy Sunday and welcome to Padre Social Hour. Padre as well. That was a fun one last night, and they're hoping to carry that over today. Looking for a series sweep, looking for a Sunday win. A couple of things that have been hard to come by this season, but hey, why not today? Welcome to Padres Social Hour. Good afternoon to you. Mike Grace, Bill Center. We've got Blooper, of course, as always. A good crowd here in the AMR studio in the team shop. How are you guys doing today? It was exciting last night. That was. Uh, I, Andrew Miller's got to be asking himself, why did I throw a fastball? I'm sure he's asking himself a lot of questions yeah. well, <laughs> after last I, night. I mean, you come up against a guy that's already hit two walk-off homers this year. Now he's up in a situation where he can do it again. And you got to—you really have to think in the back of the mind, this first pitch, is he's not going to hit this first pitch out. You would think, yeah. That's I'm, a throwing, I'm throwing a curve. I might bounce it up there and hope he swings at it, but I'm not going to throw him a fastball. We'll talk about that. We'll show you in a second, in, c in case you missed it <coughs> somehow. But we do want to set the table for today. We've got a lot going on. I mean, Melvin, we can talk about this all hour. Oh, the, big this time. dramatic season he's having, and we'll give it a good amount of time. But uh, the Padres are dedicating a uh, prisoner of war missing an action chair today. They're unveiling it. It's a very, very cool thing. And we're going to have Captain Jack Ench here to talk about that in a little bit. We're going to talk about Drew Pomeranz's All-Star Game candidacy, have some Yankee chat as well. I will get you today's lineup and all that, too. Whatever you want to talk about, join us. Use hashtag PadresSH on social media, as always. And you can, of course, jump on the live chat happening at Padres.com slash social hour. Now, I think Will Myers easily has been the best player the Padres have had this year. But after another line on the resume last night, is Melvin Upton Jr., while at times frustrating, is he the most exciting, the most dramatic player on the Padres? Obviously dramatic this year. I mean, what he's done uh, with the late inning heroics have been really, really special. And I think so much comes with him, with his story, struggling so mightily in Atlanta, uh, having that big contract, weird expectations coming right. here. And for him to be out there having fun, he is so athletic. I mean, stealing bases – Stealing straight steal of home, what he can do with the slide, you saw it again on the double, moving his foot around. Like he's so agile and able to make plays that you really don't see anybody else make. He's been a really special player to watch this year. I think he's got to be the front runner right now for the National League Comeback Player of the Year. That's a good call. Because he's been, he, I mean, he hasn't been gone, but his game's been gone for a couple years. And so, I mean, this year, this is something to watch. 
with a with another feat like last night, you get all the stat heads coming out with all the fun facts and everything. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot to choose from. <laughs> so it's his third walk-off home run this year. Uh, that's the most for the Padres. Uh, is it in French? No, Petco Park. No, uh, franchise history. No franchise. Right. Yeah, uh, but he's ties. Ties, right, with Scott, a, a, Scott a number Harrison. of others. Right. Yeah. yeah, but. He's the only one to do it all in one season. So right. he's done all three Incredible. of them here, which has been awesome. And look, Bloopers got us all three of them in a row. So there was the first one against the Arizona Diamondbacks, which was to dead center. And everyone kind of gasped for a little bit, thinking it was caught there. What, what inning was that? I mean, that was like deep in extra innings. I, I mean, fell we asleep. Were, it was we like were so grateful. Then there was night. the Dodgers game where he went deep into the beach and sent everyone home happy. Also on a Friday night. He loves the lights, too. Friday night lights. Last night, Saturday night. Full house. This one going second tank in the Western Metal <laughs> Building. I mean, it was electric here last night. Right. And that ball was hit. It might he still be going it. if it wasn't yeah. for the building. It was incredible. So he's the first Padre to hit three walk-off home runs in one season. He's also, this one according to Elias Sports Bureau, they always have the fun facts. Uh, he's the seventh player ever to hit three walk-offs before the All-Star break, joining some pretty good company. Uh, Jimmy Fox, Fred Lynn, Mickey Tettleton, Sammy Sosa, Jim Tomei, and the last man to do it, Justin Morneau, nine years ago. But he just, I mean, he never stops. You never know what you're going to get with this guy. No, he's, you know, and his all-around game, like you were mentioning, Mike, his all-around game is picked so up so far from where it was when he came off the disabled list last year. That's that's what impresses me, not the walk-off homers, is just how he's lifted himself back into being a prominent player. And I think it's so much of his confidence. I think he said as much that it really got in his head with everything that was going on in Atlanta. He really tried to live up to that contract. And almost any time a player does that, it, that we've seen in the past, it just doesn't work out. So just seeing that confidence come back, he's out there, he's having fun again. I think you know you hear him say that every time a national writer comes in and wants to write a story about the resurgence of uh, B.J. Melvin Upton, he's like, I'm out there having fun again. I'm playing, I'm playing the game I want to play. I like playing here, and the results speak for themselves. Hey, if the money's a problem, just give it back. Well, and that's the thing <laughs> now. <laughs> right around us here uh, in the social hour set, we're happy to take some off his hands. But, I mean, you know, to the money, I mean, he's essentially earning that check now. What he does right. defensively, what he can do, all the intangibles, stealing bases, the power that he can bring, uh, he, he is living up to that contract. I mean, it's a movable asset at this point. I mean, maybe you don't want to believe it, certain people around the league. He hasn't done it quite long enough, but the production he's put up this year and the end of last year, he is living up to that contract. His last 17 games, Melvin, and hitting 368 with six home runs, 12 RBI, and eight multi-hit games. Now, I want to ask you guys this. I saw this on Twitter after the game. Scott Kaplan, Mighty1090, tweeted this. I'm going to read it verbatim. We still can't put tweets on the air, all the technical difficulties we had a couple nights ago, but uh, I want to make sure we had this to reference. So Scott Kaplan, Saturday night, last night, was the best, he put in caps lock, game I have ever been to at Petco Park. Dramatic win, full house, interesting opponent, laser lights. That was the show after <laughs> the game, which was great, by the way, really well done. And then he goes, hashtag, well done. Agree, disagree, where does last night rank in the regular season pantheon? And obviously postseason play here hasn't been much to write right. home about either. But where's it, where's it rank for you last night? Well, I, I think that you've got to go back to 2005, 6, and 10 when they were playing games that were absolutely meaningful in a pennant race. Uh, to me, those carry more cachet than the postgame show. And Now, it was a dramatic night, but... Is it the most important game ever here? 
Uh, well, well, he didn't say important. No, no, no. Yeah, to, to his point, yeah. I, I would say it's probably top ten at least. I mean, that was a really special night. The ones that stand out for me, Bill, uh, you've got PV versus Clemens in 05. PV throws a complete game shutout, right. about 40,000 here, and that was his boyhood idol. There was a lot of buildup to that game. That was an electric, electric night. Absolutely. Uh, the Khalil Green grand slam to tie it in the bottom of the ninth, and then Ramon Hernandez walked off against – uh, the Nationals in 05, that that one was an incredible game. That was game. a very important game, too. Yeah, and, and that was right, in the, to your point, in the middle of a race. You had uh, Klesko's walk-off in that opening series here uh, in 04. And then, you know, 2014 wasn't a great year, but opening night on 2014, uh, really special. We had just dedicated the Jerry Coleman broadcast right, and right. Seth Smith uh, pinch hit home run in the ninth off Brian Wilson national tv against uh, the dodgers on espn that one uh, that one sent a lot of people uh, through the moon that night so really really fun game last night those were the ones that stood out to me over the years it all depends on the context you want right right last night obviously the padres the win-loss record right now isn't there the yankees same below 500 in a vacuum entertainment value i mean two to one tight game if you like the post-game stuff in terms of an, with the bang for your ticket buck yeah. last night First pitch till when you walk out of the ballpark, pretty good. But when you look at bigger picture, you can make the argument both ways, I think. Yeah, to his point, you don't sell out three straight games for a 500 team. The Yankees bring right. a special yeah. cachet and, and a special atmosphere to this game. And, boy, it's been fun to keep the Yankee fans quiet. I give them credit because they, they are anywhere. Any ballpark, there's always going to be Yankee fans that follow them. And there have been a lot of them the last two nights. And they've been loud, but they've been quiet at the end, which is what matters. And the Padres fans, when they've been given reason to cheer the last two nights, are really shutting those Yankee fans up. It's been, it's been electric here the last two nights. It's been really fun. It has been fun. It, it, I'd, this is what you'd like to see every night during a season. Yeah. And I, and I got a text last night from a buddy. Uh, Padres, nine games out of the wild card. Just saying. There you go. The countdown's on. <laughs> I just wanted to look. I just wanted to look, Bill. You can't. Uh, it's the afternoon. You can go to Bill now. If it was a morning show, maybe I'd say beware. But we're, we're after 12, so it's all good. All right, we're going to step aside for a second. When we come back, a very special guest on a very special day, Captain Jack Ench will be joining us to talk about uh, what's going to be a very, very important unveiling here at Petco Park today. We do want to remind you, though, that uh, when the Padres do come back after the All-Star game, because this is the last home game they're playing before All-Star week, it's going to be Ghostbusters Day here at Petco Park. It's almost here Friday, July 15th, before the Padres slime the Giants at 740. Purchase a special Ghostbusters theme game ticket package and receive a limited edition Will Myers Ghostbusters bobblehead. Get tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. When we come back, Captain Jack will join us. You do not want to miss that. We're getting you ready for Yankees and Padres. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. At 1.40 today, the Padres and the Yankees will take on each other for game three of their three-game series. Before that, though, here at Petco Park, it's going to be a very special ceremony. They will be unveiling a prisoner of war missing in action chair of honor in the right field flat court up on the Toyota Terrace level. And joining us now is a man who's had uh, a lot of involvement in the history of the Padres with the military. And he's joining us now, the former director of military affairs for these very San Diego Padres, Captain Jack. Captain Jack Hench, how are you? Welcome to the show. Great, Mike. Thank you. Hello, Bill. Yo. And, and old friend. Yo, how are you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got to tell you, this is one of my very favorite people in the history of the Padre family. And... 
first of all, I'm going to do a little history here, okay? Don't okay. just sit there and take it. <laughs> 1995, uh, Larry Lucchino and John Moores wanted to close, wanted to bring the military and the Padres together, and they commissioned this man. And not only did he found the Padres military program, his program here became the blueprint for what is now done throughout Major League Baseball. You cannot talk enough about this man's contribution to Major League Baseball and the military connection. That said, he is a true American hero. Uh, I know I can't count the number of missions. 285 or 285. Something? 285 wow. missions flying off the Midway, right? Yeah, yeah one of them. As, as, a, as a naval aviator, and very close to his heart because the chair that they're dedicating today, the POW-MAI chair, one, Jack was a POW for more last than a, last for eight a year in, in Vietnam, and the pilot that he flew with uh, missing in action. Yeah. Uh, I hope that puts it all together <laughs> in a nutshell, Jack. Thank you, Bill. That's a, thanks for the kind words, but uh, and I accept that on behalf of everybody that contributed to the building of the military. I mean, I might have been the poster boy for it, but there are a lot of people that helped establish this stuff and uh, the vision that Larry and John had, and I uh, was just proud to be a part of it. Well, you got it going. Yep, yeah. I mean, I know what you did. I mean, going out to the military, uh, bringing everything together to let them know that this is a legitimate, sincere program. Well, and it, it, it was a natural, uh, natural outreach because you know, a lot of people don't know that Major League Baseball has its roots in the military. It was during the Civil War that the, po the players learned, you know, when they were camps and stuff, and they had, when they weren't fighting, mm -hmm. they were playing baseball. And then when they went back to their respective towns and Cincinnati and all these places like that, that's they started right. playing there and got people's interest. So Major League Baseball's roots are in the military. And so it makes, uh, it's a perfect, and, Major League Baseball has gone to every war we've had with the military. World War One, Two, Korea, Vietnam, everything. So uh, you know our own beloved Jerry Coleman, right? And Ted Williams. Yep. Military baseball, military baseball. So it makes sense. Did you ever think when you did start the program here in the mid '90s that it would become not just here in San Diego, but sports-wide, every league as as big as it has? Never in my wildest dream. I mean. <laughs> You know, after 30 years of uh, naval aviation, uh, you know, landing on, taking off carriers and Pipper to Bull and all that kind of stuff, you know, I never never dreamed I'd ever be in Major League Baseball. And uh, just coming on board and, and Larry and John, they said they wanted to start some kind of a military program. And I mean, I, I, don't, I didn't know anything about marketing. When my wife sent me to the store for milk, I thought I was marketing. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's... It's not rocket science. It's, you learn as you go, and I had a lot of help, like I said, and uh, I'm very proud of what uh, the Padres initiated and what has what it's grown to throughout uh, not only baseball but other t other sports have right. taken on it too. No, it's it's pretty widespread now. Mm -hmm. But I know when you started the program, other clubs would call the Padres and you to say, "What are you doing, and how do we get it going?" Mm -hmm. And when we I remember when we first started the camo jerseys. Right. And uh, I forgot the name of the gentleman that wrote for the Union Tribune at the yeah. time. And he, made, he put a column out and said, well, look at them. They're just 
all they did that for was so they can start selling mm. some more jerseys and make more money. Had no, I, and uh, that was not me. By no, the way. it was not you. <laughs> that was a it was not you. Let's clear Bill Thunder's name here. I know who here. it was. Uh, we won't. His name will go nameless. But, right. Uh, yeah, I and I answered his. Uh, never mind. But anyway, that was that was how misunderstood it was when we first started it. Now the chair today, I think it's such a cool, unique touch to give the honor to these men and women that uh, you know the POW MIA banner stands for. As someone who has been a prisoner of war. What, what's the importance of a chair like this, a monument like this in a baseball park to be there permanently? Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm thrilled that the Padres have, have initiated this. I think it's very important, especially in a town like San Diego, which is, you know, San Diego itself owes a lot to what it is to the military, too. Uh, but to have that out there as a, a remembrance that, you know, there are still over uh, nine... 92,000, I think, missing in action mm. from all the wars from World War One, And uh, I myself was, a, uh, was listed as MIA for the first four months of my captivity because there was no way to confirm that I was a POW. So Kathy and my, my wife and my family, they know the, the uh, you know, the the uncertainty and the agony. Right. Thank you. Agony the uncertainty of not knowing about a loved one. And as Bill mentioned, uh, the pilot I was shot down with, uh, he was MIA for 13 years until finally his remains came back. And so it's important, I think, to, to keep that in the public's mind. And the most important part of that POW slash MIA is the MIA, I think. Uh, we POWs, uh, you know, regardless of what we might have experienced there, uh, we were fortunate and we did come back. Right. But the MIAs, there are people out there that still don't know the what happened to their loved ones. So that's the MIA, it, it, to me, is what should be emphasized more so than the POWs. We came back, we've had a life, and, and so on. Speaking of uh, coming back, I know that in April you went uh, <laughs> back to uh, Hanoi yeah. uh, and actually met some of the uh, Vietnamese pilots that uh, yeah. you, d you com did combat with. Yeah, that was, that was a, a very uh, rewarding uh, experience for me in, in a lot of ways. It, 43 years later, uh, I, I had no burning desire to go back there, but then this opportunity came along and I found out that there might be an opportunity to actually meet one or two of the, make the pilots that we flew against in a dogfight in 1972. And um, so I signed up and went there and I met one of the uh, MiG-17 pilots that we actually had our dogfight with. And uh, we sat down and uh, talked about it and and hashed it out and you know just and <laughs> amazingly it was almost a surreal experience to be sitting there 43 years later talking to somebody who you had been both of you have been trying to shoot each other down 43 years ago and uh, it was it was a lot of fun it's incredible uh, you know I've read about that story too and just the, the fact that say these two personalities now 40 plus years later uh, the circumstances could not be more different but I mean just incredible so let me ask you this captain when you when fans come in here now starting today and from now on and they see that chair up there that monument that memorial what do you want what do you hope fans think what do you hope they feel what do you hope they most take away when they see that here now at Petco Park from now on well I hope I hope they'll just pause for a second and and uh, just uh, contemplate what what it means that uh, that uh, so many uh, men and now women too uh, have 
have given up a lot to protect the, the freedoms and the, and the wonderful things that we have to enjoy here in this United States of America. And uh, especially on, you know, we're one day away from our nation's birthday. Right. And uh, I hope that they will just you know, pause and just, you know, it's not, you don't have to fall down in adoration or anything like that, but just pause and think, hey, thank God I can be sitting here at this ball game because of people who went out there and defended our freedoms. You're very close to the, the military thing where pause and reflect. That's it, pause and reflect, yeah. Well, again, it's a, it's a very, very nice and inspiring and amazing touch, and we thank you for being here to just uh, help us kick it off. Today. One last thing, whenever I go to the Midway Museum and I make three or four trips a year at least, I always, when I view the ship and I know that you were on it, I, it always strikes me that this is just not a huge ship it is a human village, and there were people involved. Yep. That's always the thing that I always think when I when I visit it. The Navy aircraft carrier is a city at sea, right? And uh, you know, and it's a city at sea that we can take anywhere in the world, and we don't have to ask anybody whether we want to we're coming or when we want to leave. And that's it's four and a half acres of uh, sovereign national property that we can take anywhere in the world we want, and that's the way it ought to be. There you go. Well, thank you again, Captain Jack. And again, it's the, the Prisoner of War Missing in Action Chair of Honor being unveiled today. The Padres uh, Department of Military Affairs, Affairs now run by Rear Admiral J.J. Quinn, started right. by Captain Jack Ench. It just it does an incredible job for this team and community. It's been very inspiring. And again, and and uh, again, I know this man. This man is one of my all-time favorite <laughs> people. I'm glad I was able to put you two guys together. I and I might, I might say that uh, I knew, I've known J.J. for longer than I want to admit <laughs> uh, at my age. Uh, but um, I knew him as a J.O. and I watched him come up through the through the military and uh, I always laugh and say, you know, I, I taught him everything I know and he still doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't be able to top that, so we're going to leave it there. Captain, thank you very much. It was, a lot, it was a lot of fun and an honor as well. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Mike. All right. We'll be back with a little bit more Padres Social Hour right after this. Again, it's going to be a very special, very important day here at Petco Park, and we thank Captain Jack for Absolutely. being here and being a part of How it. How you been, bud? The Padres are still good? offering summer baseball camps through August 12th, by the way. Camps are open to kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash play ball. We're getting you up and ready for first pitch. Yankees Padres on the way, but when we come back, more social hour. Don't go far. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padre Social Hour. Our immense thanks again to Captain Jack for swinging by. And I learned this when I sat with uh, Randy Jones and Dave Winfield the other day. When you've got two people that have known each other that long and you've got that camaraderie, just, just let them hang on the couch like you and oh. he did, Bill. Uh, it's fun seeing the two of you guys you know, catch up again. He is, such, he is such a good person. And you cannot, I mean, there was no major league connection to the military, really, before Captain Jack started. And, and it was Lucchese, uh, um, Larry Lucchino, and John Moores who, who really gave him the program to start. But the work that he did, going to the military and, say, and you know, convincing them, this is not for show. This is something we legitimately want to bring into our program. And it has spread like wildfire. 
but it all started here in 1995. And it continues to this day. And with uh, the right. now the, the POW MIA Chair of Honor oh. today, which is, a, I think, a very, very nice Again, touch. pause, see it, pause, and reflect. Yeah, indeed. All right, so now let's uh, switch gears back to the game, uh, I guess, last night. We still have a couple of questions coming in from there. So, again, hashtag PadresSH. You want to be part of the conversation, we're happy to have you. And I'm now going to put you gentlemen on the Cholula hot seat, including this first question coming in. So we were talking about Melvin Upton and how he might be most improved player, now earning some of that contract. And this question uh, comes in from Jim Trelikas, I think. Sorry if I butchered the name there. I most certainly did. Uh, what a difference a year makes with Bill's opinion on Upton. Now, I wasn't here last year, but no. Bill, uh, has he won you over maybe? Uh, I am surprised by how well he played, has played this year. And at the very end of last year. I mean, it is now to the point where, uh, one, I think he's got con considerable value. I did not think when he first started playing here last year that he was he was really a contributing factor. And now it's like there are times where he can, well, like sh last night proved it, he can turn a game around with one swing or one play. It's very rare that a player struggles like he did and comes back to this level right. without there having been some sort of major injury. Now, he was injured when he came to the Padres, but that really didn't affect what was going on in Atlanta. So, right. I mean, for a guy to come back, just right. literally just to come back, to refigure it out, I think it surprised everybody. I His mean, career nosedived in, a, in Atlanta. No, I, I mean, mean, they were talking right about the eating toilet. the contract right. and waving him if they couldn't find somebody to take him. And now, you know, he's an asset. And so... I, I think everybody has been surprised, so pleasantly surprised. And you, you'll remember, Bill, when right. he was a part of that trade, he was still a very – something that fascinated Padres fans. What's Melvin Upton going to be? What's he going to be? And, and we would say he's got the talent. He's a bit of a lottery ticket. If he can live up to some of that talent, he can be a really valuable asset. He was a throw-in in that trade, but right. he's really made himself I, I totally a agree valuable piece of the I team. I totally agree with the, the – with the there that yeah, yeah I, my opinion last year was oh and let's not what forget do we do with this guy you're allowed to change your mind everyone on the internet right. thinks whatever you say you're beholden to it forever right. and ever now flip-flopping is one thing but Melvin has I think earned the benefit of the doubt from a lot of people right. to change minds in a positive way yeah. so you are allowed I think once in a while well to he's be swayed. I mean, right, exactly. He's a lot different than he was when he first came in. Yeah, and continues to deliver. And in one of the hottest streaks we've seen from him, uh, currently right in the middle of it. So we'll see if he can keep that up. Uh, here's a question on the hot seat. This is from me. So Drew Pomerant, let's not forget about him last night. Seven more innings. He's got himself uh, no walks yesterday. The one earned run. Seven strikeouts, just five hits. Now, Zach Greinke went on the DL today. Clayton Kershaw's on the DL already. So this may help his case, but that was the last game Drew Pomeranz was going to pitch before the right. All-Star rosters were set. Is he making that All-Star team? John Lester just got blown up today, too. Uh, there you go. Um, I still say he's right on the bubble. I'm not ready to say he's on there yet, but he's, he's on the bubble, and it would not surprise... Honestly, it would not surprise me either way. I mean, I'd like to see it. I would really like to see it, but it's not going to surprise me one way if it goes either way. I will be surprised if he makes it. Not having anything to do with his performance or the numbers that he's put up, when you're a guy like Drew Pomerantz and you kind of come out of nowhere, now we know he's a first-round pick, he's got a pedigree, but to never have really established yourself, 
there's still, even though it's beyond the fan vote, there's still a bit of a popularity contest. Managers don't know you that well. The, the other players don't know you that well. You really have to kind of establish yourself, especially right. as a starting pitcher, before you know everybody remembers you to write your name to on that piece of paper. You get around the league one time. You, you really do. Right. I mean, for so for a half a season, he's earned it. But I'll be surprised if he makes it. I mean, obviously, I'm pulling for him, but uh, oh yeah. I will be surprised. Th there are some injuries now that that are could be in his favor, this. Yeah. and also guys that are going to be pitching next Sunday. So that will be ruled out of participating in the game. That will also be ruled out of participating. And I also wouldn't be surprised to see him go in the, the final five vote, you know, with the All-Star game being here. That's I could see Major call. League Baseball doing right. that. If he d if he's not selected, That's putting him in, in that, in that uh, final fan vote. Does uh, the Fernando Rodney trade maybe open the door up a little bit more for him? Because Will Myers, I think we can all say, is a guaranteed Padres right. All-Star hometown team, the whole thing. Does that yep. help Pomeranz at all or not really? Uh, I think so. Probably it does, but I really think that I agree. They're going to have somebody from San Diego. I, if Rodney was still here, I think they'd have a real tough time putting three right. Padres on the All-Star team. So I think it, there, there's pretty much no right. way. So I think it does help. Uh, the fact that he's left-handed helps. If uh, a manager's looking for a, a left-hander that's trying to win the All-Star game because of playoff implications, he might want a left-hander in the bullpen if it's uh, even down the line between he and another right-handed pitcher. You yeah. know, little things like that can actually make a difference. You know where I think he fits in? with his background out of the bullpen. Right. And now he's a starter. To me, if I'm the National League, if I'm, if I'm Terry Collins, I look at Drew Pomerantz as that guy you've got to have who, if the game is tied and it's going to go into extra innings, you might bring in a stretch man. Right. The guy that's going to have to take, the, uh, take more than one or two innings because of the situation. And don't forget, Andy Green is on this coaching staff. I'm sure he'll be a little bird in Terry Collins' sure. ear. Like, That's hey, right. this guy I can do for you. I, I think Andy's just, you know, happy to, happy be, to there. be there. Right. Uh, feet to the fire. Is he going to be on the All-Star team? Yes or no, Mike? No. Bill? I don't know. I mean, feet to the fire? <laughs> what a cop out. Yeah, you're going to lose uh, your feet. I'm, you know, yes. lose your feet. I'm going to say yes. Because I think that there is a role at the very end of this, the new all-star scenario where he fits totally. I mean, he really fits. I really hope I'm wrong. There are only four pitchers in Major League Baseball qualifying pitchers with a Ks per nine better than 10 and an opponent's batting average under 200. It's Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Danny Salazar, and Drew Pomeranz. I smell a Twitter poll. Maybe. Yeah. How about that? Let's put one up uh, when we go to the break here. Uh, one last uh, question here on the Cholula hot seat from the fans. So Andrew Kashner coming back today. We'll be making the start off the 15-day DL, the strained neck. And uh, Ed, our old buddy Ed, wants to know, how many runs will he get for support? One, two, three? Well, he didn't go higher than that well, I don't think he expects it. But a, a very interesting run just ended last night. The Padres, had, this has always been a place where it's hard for anybody to score. And the Padres had scored five or more runs in eight straight games at Petco Park until last night when they got the two to win. So I'm going to say, how many runs does he get today uh, against Chad Green, rookie, in his second start? I'm going to say he gets four. I'm going to say he gets seven. Seven? Yeah, I think, I think they're going to light green up. Out. Wow. Yeah. All right. Either, either, that or, either that or we're getting shut out. In a day there, game? In I don't a think it's no in-between. Game. Yeah. There's no in-between today, I don't think. <laughs> we'll see. Well, now uh, we can – Bill, you're back on the show tomorrow, so we can make fun of you for being wrong or laud you for being right. Okay. We have it all on tape. It'll be great. Very fantastic. Just, a, just want a chance to poke it to me, right? 
any chance I get. That's why I show up every day, just yeah. for that opportunity, rare as it may be. Um, all right, so we will get that poll up. Search it using hashtag PadresSH. Will Drew Pomeranz be an all-star? It's very simple, yes or no, all the circumstances aside. So uh, vote on that. And when we come back, we'll uh, keep things going. But you guys are now off. The feet are away from the fire, <laughs> and the butts are off the hot seat. The Cholula hot seat, that is. So you survived. Good job. Well, I got one more thing to throw in there. If, oh. he's, if he's that final five ballot, he doesn't make it. But I think that if he's not, that they're going to take a hard look at him for the end of the game thing. I'm going to disagree. We've seen the Padres put a final five vote person yeah. in. And uh, with the game being here, we're going to make it happen, Bill. Oh, is that right? That's there right. You go. Okay. Mike Grace leading now the voting charge. Absolutely. Your thing. Now you're saying that he could be in. Well, if you feet to the fire, I had to go one way or the other. I mean, I can't play these games like you play. Now you're, now you're wavering <laughs> back and forth. Says Mr. Wavering. Yeah, let's get away from I these wafflers, know. these flip-floppers here. Uncapped real flavor with Chalula hot sauce, the hot sauce of the iconic wooden cap, and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. If you could pick one Yankee to start your fantasy team with of all time, who would you pick? We'll find out when we come back from these gentlemen. This is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Andrew Kashner versus Chad Green, 140. We are an hour away from first pitch as the Padres look for just their second win on a Sunday all year and their first series sweep. Wouldn't it be nice to get that over the New York Yankees of all people? It's taken a while, but better late than never to finally break out the brooms here at Petco Park. Incredible. The, the, the numbers, like, you know, if things align, like the numbers today aligns badly, poorly in so many ways. <laughs> like 3-23 and 23 in series on finales. Yep. 2-10 uh, and 10 on Sundays. Uh, the day the 6 and whatever it is, 22 on. Uh, and we're going to win because that's baseball. And yep. Games. The odds are not in their favor at all. Daylight, so, of course, right. it'll work today. Right. A uh, series finale in daylight on a Sunday at Petco Park is like the worst like, combination that they've. <laughs> well, hopefully it's the last home game before the All-Star break, so hopefully they can send the fans home right. with some positive memories before the road trip and the All-Star game uh, as we move on in July. Hey, a cool note, we just had this come through in the commercial break. So the Padres are green terms. We talked about yesterday the international signing period kicking off. So it's Wen Hua Sung, who is, I think, believe 19. He's a right-handed pitcher from Taiwan. He is the first... Asian amateur player for the Padres to sign. Right. So a historic signing. Right. You know, we, we were talking about this last night when there was a possibility. I didn't know who it was. And it is the first Asian amateur that the Padres have ever signed. They have had a couple players from Japan and in the past, but this is the first amateur that they've ever brought in. Yeah, it, it's significant because you're skipping those posting fees when they sign with a, a home t or a home country team and now getting them as an amateur uh, you can sign them for just base and then it, it just goes to show the hard work that Andy or uh, excuse me AJ Preller and his staff are doing out there on the international market to get these kids before they even get to that point it's really, and he uh, has really ties. good stuff. Yes, yeah, so in 2009, Little League World Series, which was the year that that Chula Vista team won it all, right. he was on that Chinese Taipei team that played them and lost to them in the finals that year. So a little bit of a, of a local connection for sure. But interesting. All coming around. We'll bring them all back together when he finally makes yeah, the big it, leagues. A little reunion, been, yeah. If it had been the Chula Vista Padres, he might not have signed. <laughs> <laughs> um, also want to give, speaking of cool things, this happened last week. We haven't had you on the show since then, Mike Grace, but you had a little moment in the sun here at Petco Park. Look at this foul ball. This is on Wednesday, right? Yeah. And who's there that man go. catching that ball barehanded? It's Mike Grace up in the control room. 
Wow, I mean, what a grab. Hang a star for you, buddy. Yeah, it's bizarre. Second year in a row, like, you know, my whole life of baseball, I never caught a foul ball, never even really had one come close. The second one in, in the second year, and, uh, you know, I'll say it, that one was a little tough. I had to go down and get it. Kinda you were just, just protecting the equipment. Yes, always <laughs> protect the equipment. Number one, Matt Coy uh, always stresses that. But, uh, you know, just stick the hand down, got lucky. It kind of stuck to in in a pitching grip, so to speak, and you know, there you go. There are the seven broken bones in that. Yeah, hand. how'd that feel? I mean, that ball had some zip on it, coming straight back at you. You know, these hands are made of steel. They're tough. You know, like wow. you really, it, oh they're really God. hard to hurt. So. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> Bloopers had enough. Uh, and the nice thing at the very end, you threw it to a fan. Did you pick one out in particular? You just I, I, I found the nearest kid. Right. The nearest Always. kid That's I could find. That's the rule. You don't know the rule? No, I knew the rule. I just didn't know if Gracie had no. someone in particular. He, or he no, threw he it he for the fans to wrestle found over. The, yeah. Found the nearest kid. I saw the kid run over from the. Yeah, they were excited too. So right. that, was, that was really cool. They yeah. were they, they they had a great day. They were they were uh, Padres fans that moved here from from Baltimore, so they were excited to see both teams and. Really, really had a great day, so that was fun. Hey, I always, I always, you know, when a foul ball comes in the press box, and you know, generally I pick it up. When you duck out of the right, way, I duck out of the way. There's no question. <laughs> There's no question. I move Safety my, first. I move, or lo- or I lose move a computer my computer to it. Right, I move my computer to a safe spot, and then I just sort of wait for it to hit the wall behind me and pick it up. But. I always we always find a kid to give it to, and but there's always some adult there. Hey, give it to me, give it to me. It's like no, right. Jabroni, get out of here. Yeah, give it happen. to the kid. Exactly. Right. Not from Bill Center, at least. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, all right. While the Yankees are in town, uh, we did the same thing when the Padres played the Reds. Some of these teams that are outside the division, in particular interleague play, we don't see them too often. Uh, here, well, we got some footage here. Look, there's Bill Center giving a foul ball. Now that one did come in hot. You can see the wall that got yeah, dented. Yeah, the, wall. the dent in the, the wall behind Bill in the press box. killed the Jay Paris and I. There's the see, the funny thing, though, Gracie was quick, threw it out there. Bill is taking, not highest bidder, but, hey, who's the most worthy kid? You're looking no, around well, trying to find the best. I was looking. There was a, a young, young uh, man that was about five, six rows down in that section, and I, I was trying to get him, gesture him to come up and get it. So you, you knew. You picked oh, yeah. Out. yeah. We've, you, you know what? You actually do. You, you find a kid beforehand, just in case. Just you to plant the seed? Yeah, just to that's say. That, that's uh, some bravado, thinking you're going go to find I yourself a foul ball. If the ball comes already. up here, it goes to that kid. Wow. Bill. Uh, veteran move. Yeah, veteran move. We're, we're rookies. I've yet to catch one, so if anybody wants to hit me one so I can join the club, let me know. Uh, but no, what I was saying, while the Yankees are in town, they offer some unique conversation topics that other teams don't. And I teased it earlier. I mean, they've had so many. We were talking about on game one of the series with Chris Ella, how they don't really have anybody anymore, those iconic names. You know, Alex Rodriguez is uh, a lion in winter, basically a Whoa. bag of bones at this point. Watching him run the bases a couple of Painful. nights ago. Painful. Painful. And it was so slow. Yeah. It was like hurt to watch. But they do have this history and this legacy. The Roots, right. the Mantles, the Maggios, up till present day, the Jeters, the Bears. I mean, you can go all over the place. I haven't even talked about pitchers yet. So uh, we've had this discussion with current players. You know, if you were to build a fantasy team, who'd be the first one you'd pick? If I gave you every Major League Baseball player ever, and you had to pick your first Yankee to help build your team around, who's your first Yankee pick of all those Go guys ahead, you're going to grab? Well, well, Bill's at an advantage because he's seen all these people play. Even In Babe, person, Even right. Babe Ruth. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, just going off of uh, family, friends uh, that watch these guys, I'm going to say Mantle. Uh, the athleticism that everybody says he had, the pure power, uh, everything he brought to the team. He had the, the early injury histories or injury issues that really kind of derailed some of that potential, right. and he still did what he did. I think I would go Mickey Mantle. Joe DiMaggio, no question. Why is that? Why him over Mantle? Uh, 
and it's the same position. Uh, DiMaggio was a phenomenal hitter, uh, plus very graceful in center, and, and he had the charisma. He, he, he brought everybody together. But, I mean, 56-game hitting streak, that'll never be topped. Plus, he hit in 72 out of 73, and in the minor leagues, he had a 61-game hitting streak. So, Joe DiMaggio was one of the best pure hitters ever. I mean, and we didn't even say Babe Ruth. You know, right. probably the greatest baseball player of all time. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, Blooper's got somebody. Who's your pick, Bloop, for this? I'd have to go with my dad's all-time favorite player, Mickey Mantle. Okay, I agree with crazy. Mickey Mantle. Yep. It, it's amazing. We've talked about this before, but everybody from that era, like Minty, Mickey Mantle, is on a godlike level. Like, it's like he played a different sport on a it, different planet. Was my, like, like he that was, was my era. Yeah, and he's like on a different plane of of, of the. You know where he is in those. My, I mean, it, it, it's. I, I don't even know if there is a comparison. Another athlete that is revered as Mickey Mantle to, you know, men of your age. You know, wait a second here. Around so that you're time. saying you take Mantle over Mays in a battle of center fielders? No, I wouldn't. No, I don't think anyone would. But you're right. It's almost. No. It's the myth making. Maybe the what could have been because of the injuries. I think people asi- ascribe that to him a little bit more. So it's a conver- interesting conversation. It's the personality have. too. So yeah, who would and you we're take? not. We got to go to break, but I don't forget a guy like Yogi Berra. I mean, all those rings, captaining a pitching staff, the leadership could hit too. He's somebody to throw in the conversation, but I'd probably go Mantle as well. But don't forget about Yogi. Bill's giving me the stink guy, so I got to get out of here quick. Uh, join Major League Baseball for the Color Run All-Star 5K, presented by Nike, July 10th at Waterfront Park. This 5K vacation brings an island-style experience full of fun, music, and, of course, vivid color. Register today and get $5 off with promo code PadresFan. When we come back, we'll have today's lineup for you and our head-to-head challenge. You don't want to miss it. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Hey, we've got that poll going on, by the way. Hashtag Padres SH. Will Drew Pomeranz make the National League roster for the All-Star Game? Right now, 54% yes, 46% no. It's, it's going to be a contentious topic over that's the next exa- week. I think that's exactly where it should be. Yeah, we're going to find out. I think it's going to be... 55. It's a lot of other circumstances, I think, that right. will affect Drew's ultimate fate in whether he pitches here uh, for the National League here in a couple weeks. Uh, one tweet coming in before we get to the lineup from Richard at G Dark Lighter. Padre Central, it's you, Bill. Is Phil quick enough to dodge foul balls? Up oh, in yeah. The press box? I can see him. I, I am really good at dodging. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that. Fighter flight kicks in. I, I, I am always concerned about my equipment and everything else first and it's like i gotta get the computer out of the way well we saw who was the writer a couple weeks ago took a foul ball at the angels game i think and he tweeted out a picture his computer right. was just smashed to well I, the i've lost the computer to a fou- foul ball you do this long enough right. and uh, it's bound to happen but yeah so he's got the reflexes of a cat you only see him ever sitting here on the couch if you watch the show but up in the press box oh yeah it's more yeah. like a bear yeah, like a bear, yeah. More like a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the lineup presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. Melvin Upton is leading off today, playing center field with Will Myers at first base behind him. Then it's Matt Kemp in right field, young Harris Alarte cleaning up, playing third. Alex Dickerson in left, Derek Norris does the catching. Ryan Schimpf will play second base and bat seventh. Alexi Ramirez in the eight hole at shortstop. Andrew Kashner coming back off the DL to pitch and bat ninth. 
Takes us now to our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. The latest standings after Will Myers was the pick for Blooper last night. He went over three, but a run scored in the two-to-one victory. Carries a lot of weight, and Solarte went over four on the other side. So Blooper's now up by 15 points, 43 yeah, yeah. to 28. Got Gracie going SMH, shaking my head. Literally, yeah. So you get the pick now today, though, Gracie. So who you got? Taking Will Myers just so he can. Man. Smart. Why wouldn't you do that? And he's good he's at my baseball. Guy. And he's really and he's the National League Player of the Month, who's still continuing to hit. But you can't have him very Blooper. well. Fine. Looper, who are you gonna do now? Melvin, lead off. Lead like off, it. coming off of the big hit last night. Should be a good one. Myers versus Melvin, Gracie versus Blooper in the Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail: the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at Supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up on this Sunday edition of Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. We're back tomorrow for a 4th of July show, 4.30. Bill Center will join me again, Jordan Carruth as well. Uh, do want to get your thoughts, though, before we let you guys go. The Padres Hall of Fame, Bill, you had a lot to do with that. Mike, you too as well. You guys were both there. We've talked about it all weekend. Not much time, but your, your initial thoughts. Well, I didn't see it until they officially opened it. I, I was invited down. I really love I really love it. I mean, I like the, uh, the, the history. I like the way that they've done the panels for the members of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it looks great. I love the video aspects, especially right. some of the old stuff and some of the fan favorite stuff that people can really go right. back and look through. That's really neat. And the Sony time. experience. Yeah, 4K. In. It's great. Hey, cool tweet from Gina Spina here. So July 1st, two days ago, Colin Ray's birthday, Padres win. Yesterday, my birthday, you may have heard they win. Today, Brandon Maurer's birthday. How about another win? How about a sweep? Sounds win. good, right? I knew you were going to get your birthday in there I had to sneak in one last in birthday mention. Thanks for watching. Padres Social Hour.